All right, everybody, something a little new over here at Canadian Motocross Unfiltered. This is your host, Ryan Gauld, and each week I am going to touch base with a team manager. Uh, the players behind the scenes, the ones that kind of lay down all the groundwork before they get to the actual races, you know, helping the mechanics, talking to the riders, being like a therapist, wiping bums, wiping tears, making sure everything's all ready to go. Um, and I was like, there's always a lot of cool stuff to talk about behind the scene that you don't ever get because everybody wants to meet the riders and talk to the riders and stuff like that. So I thought this would be a cool little addition. Of course, we've got some great sponsors that help us, and we want to get more word out there for them. And, of course, who doesn't like listening to a good podcast these days? The uh, race reviews and everything are getting a good good attention, so I figured I'd add something else this week. And this is going to be brought to you by the KTM Canada, Gas Gas Canada, and Husqvarna Group. Um, and we appreciate um, those guys jumping on board and we actually kick it off with the manager of the Thor Racing Gas Gas team, Mr. Alex Parker. Um, actually, kind of, I guess I could call him a little bit of a boss at times as well. Alex, what's going on, buddy? Thanks for giving me your time. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. Happy to be here. Well, I don't know if you're happy to be here because we got to talk a, little, a lot about Black Cloud, Black Cloud Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was not how we saw it going that's that's for sure i mean you know it's wild uh, uh like i was sort of revealing there we uh, i've been doing some work for you and kind of helping out with the team and i appreciate that door that got open there and it's been a lot of fun and getting to know you and, and all that stuff and we talked this winter about motor things and all this kind of stuff and last year was basically a banner year other than a flat tire um and then literally you go to round one this year and it is just like what in the fuck is going on um and it was just all unforeseen things it wasn't really anything like crazy or like one part or it was just it was literally like you know I, i've been bugging about like you you crossed a black cat or you you've burnt down a church somewhere in your time or something like it was just the stars were not aligning and, and wherever they were going was in a bad direction it was it was literally crazy and it must have just been mind-blowing for you it was yeah it was like it was extremely defeating because it wasn't just like one thing that was the the same issue on all three motors that we disintegrated. Um, it was just like we we. It didn't matter what we tried to do to to fix it. It went wrong. Like everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Um, I was talking to Nico from KTM, and he was just like, "Man, this is a one in a million chance that that like all three of these things happen to you this weekend." Um, so are you, are you, are you a, like a super duper jerk away from the track and everything like that? Do you like, you know, not help old ladies across the road? Do you, not, you know, do you run, run no, red I, lights? I think that I'm a pretty decent guy. I don't think that, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what the powers be had, had it out for me this weekend. I, I don't know why, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was shit, man. It, it sucked big time. It was, it was like out of, out of all the, the ups and downs of motocross and I, and I haven't been in it that long. This is my third real season, I guess. Out of all the ups and downs, all the challenges, this weekend was the hardest on me, for sure. Uh, and, of course, it's the kickoff. You know, it wasn't round five or seven. It's the it's the kickoff. And, I mean, maybe that's a good thing, though. Like, right, you kind of get rid of all this. Maybe yeah. it is some sort of negative cloud or something like that. And and it's it's a good way to sort of say, all right, well, F it, and, and we can move forward kind of thing. Is that, I guess... I don't know. I guess that's the attitude you got to have. I mean, you got to be like a racer. I guess it's just like what Mitchell's going through, right? And, and we were talking uh, a little bit. He's not necessarily 50 points down because no one really ever had Cavan as the guy. He's kind of like only 44 points down. So if there's still outside shots and everything like that. I mean, I guess at this point you 
you got to look at it as like a rider that just had a bad weekend and move on. Yeah, exactly. And, and Mitchell and I talked, we, we communicate really well, and we talked immediately after the situation, um, and then we talked again the next day. I mean, you know, we're, we stay together on the weekend and stuff too, but, um, yeah, we just, we're on the same page. Um, he, he basically said something, didn't want him to ride a dirt bike that day, and, and you know, that's the way it goes, and he's, uh, he's fired up. He knows that he's fast. We, I, I think we saw that in qualifying. He was, he, his last lap in qualifying was his fastest lap for P1, and it was on a motor that was blowing up. <laughs> like, yeah, like you said, if somebody was watching, because luckily none of this happened on the face of a jump, right? Yeah, exactly. That's everybody's exactly. worst nightmare, of course. And, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but um, it's been a, it's been a solid winter for everything, just kind of building things, a couple new sponsors, the whole Parts Canada thing has been awesome uh, to the brand. And uh, let's just kind of step back to when that signing happened till obviously this before this coming weekend. It was looking, everything, everything's been going really well for you guys. I mean, obviously, I, like I said, and people that have been listening and stuff like that, I've been kind of a part of the team now a little bit, and I'm stoked about it. And, and um, But, yeah, all winter long, you know, Tyler doing lots of riding, Mitchell doing Supercross, Eve uh, doing school, and then now and then staying in with you guys for a whole month. It just really seemed like the team had a solid winter, and then adding Parts Canada, I think, really gave you guys a boost of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like a, it was an honor for them to come to the table, really. Like, that's what, that's what, you strive for is a, is a big player in the industry like that. They're huge. They're, they're global. And it's to bring them into the program was exciting for us. And, and, a, you know, it was a real testament to the work that we were putting in and the results we were putting up. And, and, you know, we, we felt that we built a really strong core group of riders and, and for them to come on really boosted, like, you know, okay, like let's, we are now, we now have the ability to eliminate the risk of the thing. Cause I mean, last year we, we, uh, other than the flat tire, we had a really good season. We had no major mechanical issues, no major fire drills. Um, so going into this year with a little bit of more, you know, a little more budget, a few extra sponsors coming on board, a little, little more support, we were like, we're able to clean up those things that we were worried about last year that didn't happen but could have happened. So we're like, this, this is great. Like this is, we're going to be even more solid for this year. And uh, you know, we just had some bad luck on the weekend, but we thought. You know, we've got, we're still a good, solid program, and, and you know, we got to push through that luck, and, and that's what, you know, that'll, that'll push us to a championship contender, you know, in all three classes. Move around a little bit every once in a while. Your phone kind of cut out a smidge there. Um, oh. <laughs> um, let's step back to that one moto last year. Is there a finger point? Um, uh, not doing the moose compared to a tube because it literally came down to that as far as maybe championship. I mean, obviously it's in the past and we could poke a little fun and it sucks. But um, is there a, was there a mistake made that day uh, on the team or was it just an uh, an oversight? What what do you you know? I, I want to hear. I don't think anybody's ever asked you to be honest with you. Yeah, no, nobody's ever asked. Um, so the the decision around the tube was um, it, it was a mutual decision between myself and Mitchell. Um, he he was significantly faster on a tube than the moose. Um, and that that came down to maybe if we ran a moose uh, leading up to that, we wouldn't even get in the title fight. Go to a better spot again. Your, your fucking phone sucks. Sorry, man. How's that? There you go. That's better. So, yeah, it came down to, you know, whether or not he would even be in the title fight if we ran a moose because he was that, it, it was a difference of that much body feel. Um, so 
Anyway, that day we decided to run with soup, and it wasn't a rock, it wasn't a pinch, it was a small Pokemon through the tube, and then the flat. So it was it was on both of us. He, he felt way more comfortable on the bike with the tube, and I decided to take the risk to let him run the tube, and it bit us in the ass. Yeah, okay. So, bury that. I'm blaming you. Um, yeah. That's what <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Save me a bunch of championship bonus. Yeah, yeah. Save me a bunch. <laughs> we did it on a. I'm looking at it. I'm like, ah, you know what? I gotta save a little bit of money here. Let's just put this tube in. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Uh, okay. So I mean, yeah, getting the purse Canada thing. You, you come in and stuff like that, and um, you got kind of a unique squad. Uh, an American, um, one of the most popular Canadians ever in, in racing with Tyler Medalla, uh, the American and Mitchell Harrison, and then of course our. I was saying it on the TV show, 75-time champion, uh, Eve Brodeur. I mean, she's been amazing. Yeah. She's obviously going to be in the uh, Canadian uh, Motocross Hall of Fame whenever her career comes in. How did this dynamic kind of fall into place, like, to get the three of them in? I mean, obviously, Tyler's uh, lived near you, so maybe that's the easy one. But it's just kind of – it's wild how all that sort of came together. Yeah, Tyler was the, the first one and probably the easiest – Maybe not easiest, but more, more natural um, choice because I wanted to get into racing, and Tyler, you know, obviously was a great place to start, and he didn't have a deal at the time, and he was contemplating whether he would even ride or not. So he sort of came on. Uh, he's like, I don't know, I'll help you get into Canadian motocross, and he rode for a little bit of a discount the first year, and we just sort of dabbled, and then you know, once we realized that the program would actually be something, then that dynamic all changed, and. And I went to Tyler and I said, I think that we need, you know, in order to go after larger sponsors, we need to run the program. We need to get the guy, and, and I really want to support women's motocross as well, so we need to go find somebody um, for women's. And, you know, we, we signed at first, and that was a connection through my for Tyler, is how we got the conversation open there. She was already with the KTM group, so we went to Adrian and JSR and said, hey, Yeah. So it was an easy, it was an easy, like, 
conversation to open up. And uh, so I, I messaged Mitchell on Instagram and said, hey, we're looking for a 250 guy. I think he'd be a great fit for our program. He texted Tyler and he's like, hey, your, your team owner reached out to me. What's the scoop? How are the bikes? Um, what's the vibe like? Tyler's like, dude, it's awesome. You can live with me. We'll train. Bikes are good. Alex is a good dude. Let's, you know, come on up. Let's go racing. And, like, we had a deal signed. We had a contract signed with Mitchell, like, 10 days after I I had called him originally. So wow. he came up and, and rounded out the program. And that's when we were really able to go to sponsors and say, hey, we're not just, like, you know, one guy privateer backed by a dealer kind of thing. It's, like, we're, we're, we're a race team, and we want partners. And... You start getting into this, like you said, three years kind of involved in the deepest thing. Obviously, the budget's gotten bigger, more money's being spent, all that kind of stuff. Are you? Do you see the benefits side of things at the shop level? I mean, obviously, now landing parts Canada is obviously that's a benefit after what you did last year. Uh, yep. Like, you know, looking from that outside in, you so like, I'm I'm a, a huge advocate of like, you know, man, the Canadian budgets are a little high. I feel we pay too much money here. I think we're not doing this because, uh, you know, we're not selling as many bikes and stuff like that. And then, you know, you're a guy cutting the checks. I mean, is it is it making sense other than, you know, maybe pulling your hair out for weekends like this, although you haven't had weekends like this ever yet. So this is kind of new. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, just like. Yeah, you know, I talk to Digger and KT about things like this all the time, and we're going to do interviews with them uh, like I'm doing now with you throughout the year. And it's, I, I love these questions. I like, are we spending too much money? Does it make sense? Like, give me your overall thought on, on my opinion. Um, not, I, I don't think it's negative. I just, I feel like sometimes we might be going over what our what our country should be putting out there. Excuse me for motocross, uh, and uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I think that if I was doing it to make a living um, as a team owner, then no, it, just, it makes zero sense, like none. Um, but our program's a little different because I have the dealership and I use the race team as more of a marketing tool for that. Right. So yeah, my sort of take on the race team, and I guess the other thing is our entire budget goes to the riders and the mechanics and, and the, the team. I don't I don't take any money from it. I, I have a job. Like So I, I guess we get to utilize our budget a little further because I don't have to take anything from it. Right. So um, it's more of a, if I can operate the race team at a break even or, you know, build up a little pool of money at the end to carry over to the next season, then that's a win for me and it's free advertising for the shop. So that's that's how, that's sort of the mentality there. If I can get it to, to roll and I can provide, you know, three riders with a, with a career, with an income, um, put some extra money in, in three mechanics pockets, um, get, you know, get like Sylvan likes going to the races. So he drives the rig for us. It gets him to watch his daughter and help out and be part of it. And he's passionate about it. So like all that stuff, like I take, you know, I take pride in the fact that we can provide that for people. And then, you know, the rest is gravy. Um, so talk about having maybe some extra or even breaking even this, this weekend probably stuck that right in the, right in the butthole on that one. eh? Yeah. Yeah. This weekend <laughs> sucked now on the, on the flip side of that, I because so Mitchell Harrison is probably the most positive-minded uh, person that I've ever met in my life. This guy will find a silver lining in every scenario, and he tells me all the time. He's like, "You just gotta, you just gotta be positive. You gotta think like you know. There's a reason for everything. You gotta just, just push through. It's okay." Like you, and so this weekend, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna because he was a little, you know, he's bummed out. And I said, "Well, on the positive side, Mitchell, this the the blown engines really aren't gonna cost me a whole lot because." 
I'm not paying you any contingency this weekend because you didn't win. So like, all, all your money is going to go to rebuilding the engines. It's, you know, so it's 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 when it's it's there's a silver lining, and he he just laughed and he's like, God damn, I wish I was collecting the money instead of you spending on blown up motors, but. It was funny. His, his, his mentality bit him in the ass there a little bit. That's funny. I mean, but I mean, I think that's uh, you know, like I said, just kind of getting to know you. And I know I've known Tyler. I'm a huge Tyler Medallia fan, and I know Eve well. But the morale under the tent it's a it's a real good atmosphere. I mean, yes, it's serious. Yeah. You're there to win, but you guys have brought in that sort of East Coast uh, sort of mentality that all Canadians know of, like just happy-go-lucky, the fucking sky's blue, boys, let's smile, have a beer, and we'll work through it kind of thing. And, I mean, anytime I've ever been out East, it's always just been that way, and it's and it seems like you've been able to bring that kind of under the tent. And then Mitchell is living with uh, Heidi and Tyler. He, like, works at the bakery. He's, like, riding in all the shitty tracks that Tyler has. He's doing doing hard enduro courses, and, and I'm like, he's like, he even said on, I think it was the TV show, he wanted to buy a house there, and they won't let him or something? I don't know. I don't, I don't know about the house. Okay, so he did a, in the TV show, he did an interview, and they said that he wanted a, it was actually pretty funny. He said he was looking to buy a house, but the, something about maybe a green card, or I don't know what it was. He didn't talk about that part, but he wasn't able to do it, and he's like, why wouldn't Canadians want me? I'm, I'm awesome. Like, I'm awesome. Like, why wouldn't Canadians? <laughs> it was a, it's a really good interview, and it was one of the ones kind of in between uh, motos or whatever on the weekend, and uh, they'll, they'll actually, they probably put it out as something on, on Instagram on Triple Crown, but like, he's just embraced the entire package, and a lot of times you don't get that from the American rider and that's sometimes maybe where that stigma of like it oh, this costs too much. Why are we doing this? Like he's he's soaked it in. Like he is drinking in every possible thing that Canada has for him. Big time, big time. He's taking advantage of it. Like he's he's able to come here, make a living, live a good you know like a comfortable, good vibe life here instead of just being you know stressed out about riding his dirt bike all the time. And like even even before we, I flew back, like I, I'm in Nova Scotia right now. I flew back to gather up, organize, and a bunch of stuff for Kamloops and. Um, he came to me before and he's like, Hey, like you pay me to ride my dirt bike and train. I have all kinds of spare time. Other than that, if you need help with anything, just call me, I'll run errands. I'll do whatever I have to do to help, you know, take some of the stress off you. I know that you're trying hard and I just want to, you know, take some of the, the, the workload if I can. So like what, what, how many teams have riders that'll do that for them? Hey, come on over, mention the shop. Uh, I got a bunch of filters to wash, some ATV tires to change. Uh, do you yeah. mind? Do you mind ripping this tranny out of the side by side over here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he would do it. Like if yeah. I asked him to, he'd be like, "Well, I'll give it a whirl." Yeah, yeah. I'll keep, I might not be able to get it all back together, but I'll get it apart. <laughs> yep. He's yep. answered parts service calls. Uh, yes, uh, Cobra Quid Motorsports. Mitchell Harris speaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, that, that's got to make you feel good. You, you know, you found a little bit of a needle in a haystack. Uh, in a sense, uh, with a rider like that. I mean, and that's, like I said, the stigma of Americans coming up have always just been a little bit of like they're, they're standoffish at times and they don't embrace things and they'd rather, you know, they're just here to collect their money and kind of get out. And, and um, you know, the ones that weren't, like Phil Nicoletti was amazing for just embracing the, the, the community and what we deliver. Mitchell Harrison is one of these kids like that. And it's just, I really... Um, Jimmy Dakotas was a kid like that when he came up and wrote for MX101. There's, there's a bunch of names out there. I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but um, it, it's, it's, you look sometimes from the outside looking in and you just think it's just to you know, take advantage of the country because we're like small and you know, maybe a little bit dumb sometimes in Canada. Uh, but it, this, that's not the case here at all. Mitchell's really fit in and he's embraced it. And it's, it's cool to see and it's cool to hear about, I think, as a fan. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No, he's, he's, he's gelled with us really well. 
All right, let's move over to, um, uh, well, let's talk about Eve's weekend. Obviously, perfect for her. Probably not a track that she likes. She's a Quebec girl. So she likes sand. She needs berms. But uh, she did exactly what she is paid and, and what to do there on, on her bike. And then literally raced from her second moto to get Mitchell a bike for his moto and all kinds of crazy stuff out there with that. So uh, having her on the team is, is um, I, I, again, it seems very, very fitting and, you know, there's not a lot of spots on teams for the WMX racers. Obviously, having Eve as, as being the best one is helpful, but she really brings a lot. I see her doing tent, like putting tents up and taking tents down, and her dad drives a truck, like you said. It's, they found another home. Like, it's, it's cool to see. Yeah, definitely, and bringing her on board was, was big, and, you know, obviously we're trying to build a group of riders that can compete for titles, and, um, you know, Ev has plenty of them, so she's going to continue to compete for them. She, she, going into round one with that track, like, she was pretty nervous, and I, I really think that, like, the the months down here of riding the absolute trash that Tyler rides every single day, <laughs> she was she she was nervous in the beginning. She's like, oh, I'm not used to this. Like, I, I'm used to just practicing on, like, national tracks and, and that sort of thing, and I'm, this is out of my element. And she – so we took her to one track that is just like a bombed-out sand track here in Nova Scotia, and, and it's – Tyler loves it. So – we take her there like the first week she's here and she's like i think i forgot how to ride my dirt bike like i can't get up these sections i can't i'm i'm uh, uncomfortable and then the last week that she was here we went back there and she did the moto and she came back in she's like i i i think i figured it out like i didn't struggle in any of those sections and i didn't even feel like i was trying i'm like exactly you're going into this round one she was stressed about you know the the technical layout and all that stuff and i'm like your bike feel is going to be so much better from riding with Tyler that, you know, when you go into this, you're, you're going to surprise yourself. Yeah. And Moto One, she came off and she's like, I wasn't tired and everything just sort of, I trusted the bike and the suspension and I just, you know, went back to what I was doing when I was outside of my comfort zone in Nova Scotia and it worked. Nice. Yep. There you go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, one, one. So she's obviously red plate and keeping the red plate again. So that's got to feel good. Is she uh, going to ride the WK all week and then the WMX? Cause it's, it's Saturday and Sunday this weekend, correct? For yes. So sat Saturday's a one moto format for her. It's one twenty minute moto. Oh, okay. and that's considered as one round, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then and then on Sunday is the regular sort of deal. Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, she's gonna ride all week long too. Then in like the ladies' class, or is she at home too? No, she, she her and Sylvan stayed out. They took the rig over um, yeah last night. Uh, so they're in Kamloops now, and then she's going to ride WCAN and um, just get some more seat time on the bike. All right, now let's move over to uh, sort of the team leader, the man on on uh, on the 450, Tyler Medallia. Like I said, I'm a I've been a fan of Tyler since he was a little kid. He used to run the same number as me. Uh, we have the same birthday. I've always gotten along with him. He's he's one of the most funniest and charismatic guys. Um, he posted that he wasn't feeling great uh, going in. What kind of a little sick or something? And then obviously that track is not even remotely what he likes even though he likes to ride on the trash that you just referred to um but um just you know overall thoughts on the weekend with him and you got some solid points and, and all that good stuff and and it i guess it kind of worked out as far as the overall thing goes with the points right because if his moto scores if they went moto 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 he would have been a little bit farther back um yeah. with the points but since it's an overall right he's still only sitting uh what is it seven points out of the out of first if you will yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he was a little under the weather. He's battling. The, I guess Tyler says it's it's his kids always. Um, they bring him <laughs> home from school. They bring they bring the sickness home, and he he drags it with him everywhere he goes. So he was he was just sort of 
just getting over an illness. Um, wasn't 100%, but it limited a little bit of his his riding ability going into round one. Um, the other thing is this guy rides like three hours in the woods and, and doesn't get tired. The sprint motos don't exactly fit his, yeah. his you know, riding style. So that's tough. Not to say like he has good sprint speed. He's a great starter and he's, and he's gets out there, but it's, he, he really shines. His fastest laps are in the second half of a moto in the second moto of the day. Yeah. He's, so it, it, he struggled a little bit with that. Um, he's a light guy too on the bike and we, because he rides so aggressively, we run a little stiffer setting with him, but on the flip side on a track like Edmonton with it, with it being so hard, and and technical it's hard for him to get traction because we have to run such a stiff setting because he pounds the bike so hard so on on this on the hard pack it sacrifices a little bit for him um as far as you know control of the bike um and uh so four three four fourth overall um obviously not yep. satisfied but this week in Cam- he likes cam so he's got to probably be feeling better for that yeah he's, he's amped up for cam he, he likes the track he did really well there last year for round one um, I just I told him Tyler four three four for fourth. That's fine. Our first sprint moto ever was at Walton in, in the year one of this program, and Tyler went five five five. So yeah, true. So we're, we're 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 fine. You're four, you're fourth. We know you're better. You know you're better. That track doesn't suit you. We're going into Kamloops. Fresh start. Outdoor starts in Kamloops. Um, so I want the I want you can give me two answers here. Whether it's Alex Parker, the manager of the Thor. Gas Gas Racing Team or Alex Parker, a golfer slash beer drinker, watching uh, the Edmonton track this weekend. What else do you want to give me? I want your thoughts on the whole event and and track. And obviously, it was a, a, you know it was a bit a bit underwhelming uh, when everybody got there. The track did not uh, it wasn't what was on the track map. Um, it probably it definitely wasn't what everybody was thinking. Um, I think the idea and the merit is there, but. Uh, and for the future, just I don't know, give me your thoughts um, on, on maybe on both angles, or, or just give me the, the whole scoop from one one side of the story. Yeah, it was it was the track sucked. There was no way around that. Like the the dirt sucked. Um, there, you know, there probably wasn't enough equipment to properly maintain it, and it, it maybe should have been built sooner and all that stuff. But everybody's beat that horse, you know, all week. I think that the you know, the attempt at being progressive and, and doing something different in the series, like, you know, hats off to Jetworks for trying because that's what we need. We, we can't, you know, we need something new. We need to bring fans to the races and attract new sponsors and that sort of thing. So the location, awesome, great location, easy to get flights, all kinds of inventory for hotels and Airbnbs and restaurants and dealerships that we were able to, you know, talk to and communicate with and uh, talk to the staff and all that and give them, you know, sort of a little bump that you know we're in town and all that stuff so that was great uh location was awesome facility was great like the the you know having all that stuff going on and the street bikes racing and drag cars and all that stuff that was really cool one one thing that i i talked to you a little bit about and i talked to Newf about that i found so strange that nobody talked about was the fact that on saturday when we got to the track because they were doing all these other events and there was you know drag cars going everywhere and motorcycles going everywhere you, you couldn't leave the facility like you once you were there you were you were there for the day unless you were leaving on foot you couldn't drive out of the facility because they had everything shut down because there was so many things going so many different directions you either had to drive across the track to get out or drive through the drag pit to get out so there was 
you know, I, I just I thought that was really strange, almost claustrophobic, really, because you, you just couldn't leave. Yeah, that is that definitely. Well, I'm, uh, yeah, that's super weird. They're just holding you hostage all day long there. Yeah. You can't go yeah. out and get food. You buy our hot dog now. Uh, kind of thing, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It was, it was a little bit weird. It was funny because we had we um, our lunch was catered, and and I had to walk out to the like basically the main road to get our food from the catering company and bring it back in because we couldn't drive. Oh man, you're like a, one of those mules carrying things up mountains and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But the event man was like, it was, it was good. It was they they tried and you know it is just a little bit more preparation or anything but you know what i don't want to run the series and i don't want to make those decisions so pats off to them for trying and and you know i think that there's potential with that um maybe it should be at the end of the series and not around one kind of thing especially with all these guys you know working their ass off all winter training for 230s yeah instead of you know 315s i think that it it takes a little bit away takes a little bit of the wind out of the sails for these guys that are really focusing on fitness all winter long and, and keeping their speed up right to the end of a moto to come in and do 315s on a you know a supercross track with two outdoor straightaways yeah no i 100 percent. i've said that to a few of the younger guys i know from ontario they went out there and they text me they're like man what about this and i'm like you know what just everything that you've done and what you've been kind of preparing for just you're gonna have to erase it and, and just erase how you felt or how you did it this round because this is not what you, you were looking forward to or what you thought you were getting ready for back in January or February. So erase it, move forward, and, and kind of go from there. And uh, um, so I want, I'm going to do this with every manager because everyone, every team's got a little bit of uh, interesting personalities on the team. Yep. The hardest thing and the the hardest thing to deal with and the best thing about a racer, uh, start with Eve Brodeur. So the hardest thing to either motivate or get her to do or something like that, and then what's the best thing about Eve? Oh, geez, that's a tough one. Um, the hardest thing with Ev is probably um, convincing her to get out of her comfort zone a little bit. Um, she, you know, she's she's a very conservative person. Um, so yeah, just trying, just trying to remind her that she can get outside of that comfort zone and it's not going to be bad. Um, so that's probably the hardest thing is just, you know, reminding her that it doesn't have to be the same all the time. Yeah. Um, and then best thing about Ev, probably just, um, aside from her being one of the most badass women to ever race motocross in Canada, she's, her personality is awesome. Like the part, her, what she brings to the program as a person is, you know, just mind-blowing how good of a person she is and, and how easy she is to be around. So that's probably the best thing for sure. I'll tell you, she nails her podium interview. Your sponsors should be yeah. very happy about that. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let you in on a little secret with the podium, uh, the, po the sponsor rundown for, for Edmonton. She got that list. From, so we, we forgot all about it. We forgot to talk about the list of, like, you know, who I mean, not, every, not every sponsor gets a podium Thank yeah. you. I mean, if you're, yeah. it's, it's just it's just how it is. We'd be there for days. So she's walking to the to the podium, and her mechanics on the radio and says, "Ev's looking for a sponsor list." So Ev has this weird thing where when she's trying to remember lists, it has to be in groups of three. So I sent the list through to her mechanic's cell phone, and Ev split it in groups of three in the text and was reading her mechanic's cell phone, walking to the podium, memorizing the list. She knocked it out of the park. I, yep. like, right when she was done, I'm like, oh, my God. She just, like, I felt like she hit every single one of them. Um, yep. Yeah, she's always done that in all her interviews, every time I've ever interviewed her, too, for sure. So, uh, very yep. cool. Uh, Mitchell Harrison, best uh, best part about him, and then maybe the hardest. 
Uh, well, best part is uh, how easily he fit in with the team. Um, just he's he's like a maritimer. He's he fit in well. Um, he you know he doesn't complain. He's easy to get along with. He knows what he wants. He's very direct. He doesn't beat around the bush. If he wants to change something on the bike, it's, it's I know about it. So that's the best thing. He, he's extremely good at communicating. Worst thing is probably the fact that I have to put up with him racing Supercross all winter. Yeah. 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 As a team owner, it's, it's the most stressful thing about my winter is hoping that he gets through that safely. Um, but I have to understand that, you know, he needs to make a living and I can't provide year-round, um, you know, income for him. So right. if he needs to go make that money, then he's got to make the money. Uh, and, of course, now the, the leader here, the number five, the hardest and the best thing about Tyler Medallia. Hardest, oh. probably he's the cheap. Fact. I know that. What's that? He's cheap. <laughs> yeah, he's a. I, <laughs> I I think the I think the hardest is probably that Tyler and I are are really close friends, and it's hard to be his boss sometimes because I have to make decisions that aren't always popular. But you know, at the end of the day, he he understands and he never gives me any grief. But it's hard for me to. It's hard to be your buddy's boss. Um, so that that's the hardest part, and then the best is the fact that that guy will do absolutely anything to improve this team, whatever, whenever. Nice, I like that answer. Um, we just got some recent news in the industry stuff that doesn't really happen very much. It was posted over on DirectMotorCross.com, and we kind of put some on Twitter. Uh, the manager over at Kawasaki, Chad Goodwin, looks like parting ways. When you see something like that, do you have opinions on it, or is it just like, ah, shitty news? Or, I mean, you're a manager. Um, obviously, you can't fire yourself. You're also the owner. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, my job's safe. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, just your thoughts on it, because it is kind of like breaking news this week in Canadian Moto. Yeah, I, th I think that there's always two sides to every story, and I, I think that, uh, you know, well, I'm sure that people have opinions about me as a manager, and just like people have opinions about every other manager in the paddock. Um, obviously, you know, there must have been some stuff going on behind the scenes there that, that the rest of us didn't know about because it seemed like, um, like it, I mean, he was in the manager's meeting at Edmonton. So, I, you know, up until then, everything seemed okay, and he was participating and making decisions and stuff. So, I yeah, I don't really have an opinion. I, I think that, you know, Brett and Mel will figure that out, and they'll uh, – They'll come up with a solution, or you know, they'll they'll do it without one. I guess I'm just going to save them some money, obviously. So yeah, everything. You know, it's always nice to save a couple bucks, just like you know, not paying Harrison is contingency. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's a silver lining. Silver lining, Goldie. <laughs> silver lining on everything. Uh, I might as well throw myself here. Hardest and best thing about dealing with me for the last four or five months. Um. Geez. Well, I don't know. The best thing is that you've put together some really solid deals for us. Um. So, you know, I appreciate all the all the hard work behind the scenes. I, I don't think that people realize how much of that, you know, actually is necessary. Um, and, you know, when I spoke to you, it was like I just I'm not good at asking people for money and, and I'm not good at going to sponsors. I, I, I almost carry a certain level of guilt about it, I guess. I don't know why. I just don't like doing it. Yeah, not so me, man. Somebody and, and you <laughs> step right up. And you, would, you, you, you don't have any trouble asking people for anything. So, yeah. Um, so that was yeah that's a that's a positive uh the worst is probably uh 
probably that you uh, you called me a shit manager on on the podcast a couple weeks ago. I just was making sure you were listening. All right, yeah, I'm what... always listening. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, well, Alex, that's awesome. I really appreciate your time today. Once again, everybody tuning in to Canadian Motocross Unfiltered, Alex Koba, Alex Parker from the Koba Quid Motorsports dealership and the Thor Gas Gas Racing Team, and this is brought to you by KTM Canada, Gas Gas Canada, and Husqvarna Canada. I'm going to bring you guys some more stuff. Uh, for other sponsors out there, of course, uh, giving us support. And uh, Alex, I appreciate your time, man. And uh, when what, when do you guys, uh, everybody, get in for Kamloops? I know e, uh, Evan and Sylvan are there. When's the rest of the team get there? Uh, so yeah, so Evan and Sylvan are there now. Um, Tyler, Mitchell, and uh, the mechanics fly on Friday. And then we actually were bringing up uh, our 65 rider from Montana, Gavin Sayers. He's coming in for WCAN. So him and his family are on their way up now. They should be there today. And uh, we'll have him pitting out of the rig. Uh, all week. So you got another damn American on this team. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I've, I have a long-standing relationship with his dad is how that all came out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Back from, from X Games and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's stoked to come out and ride, and, and he's a fast little ripper, man. I think he's going to turn some heads. Well, we'll keep an eye on that, and um, if he's crap, I'll give you crap on the show after the weekend. Yeah, so, 100%. I, I, I would expect nothing less. The poor kid might get ripped apart here. I don't even never met him, you know, just because of our relationship. <laughs> never, never race a dirt bike ever again because Ryan Gold told shit. <laughs> All right, Alex, thanks for your time today, buddy. Get back to work, and uh, good luck with you and the squad this weekend. Uh, only better things ahead for the uh, MX2 class, at least. Absolutely. Thanks, Gold. You appreciate it, man.